This is County Fire Insight for Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we're going to tackle one of the toughest issues in the fire department staffing. And uh, Chief Tuttle and Chief Villarino and Chief Poland are going to be here to answer your questions, kind of go through the PowerPoint and explain what we're doing. Before we start, I want to recognize Tracy Martinez in her retirement. She received a resolution in front of the Board of Supervisors today for serving the county for 35 years. So pretty much my entire career here. And before that, she was with the Sheriff's Department, did a tremendous job. We are making some changes in the PIO uh, system and how we uh, engage with the public and internally. Chief Poland's working on that with Chief Washington. We'll, uh, we'll be announcing what those changes are soon. I want to recognize some new hires. Melissa Chapman, Staff Analyst 2. Matthew Abella, Abella Automated System Technician. Jeanette Guido, Hazardous Material Specialist 2. Alexandra Calderon, Hazardous Material Specialist 2. Judith Concha, Hazardous Material Specialist Trainee. We did some promotions. We were able to get Jeff uh, Day back for Information Systems Analyst 3, which will only make our team stronger. Yuritza Reyes, who's been here for a long time assisting HRs and PSE, is now an office assistant, so congratulations. I'm seeing County Fire uh, really doing some great things. A storm response on all levels. Watching the team to get come together, whether it's the incident management team, uh, the firefighters are out in the field, continuity of operations, the warehouse that's worked so hard and all the other members. Thank you for what you did. We took a very complex incident and made it look really good. Literally, the world is watching you. We're getting lots of feedback from some of the press that's gone across the nation. Lots of questions on how we're doing it. Uh, you did a great job during this event. Also seeing the team uh, do some other things. Uh, there's a there's a building in 4th Street. Those of you that work in San Bernardino are familiar with it. And it was in extreme dilapidated conditions. It was uh, just a huge fire hazard. The fire protection systems weren't maintained. The electrical was just wrong. The people living there, were they weren't the best. And we saw our OFM, Chief Cerna and his division, his battalion chiefs, the city of San Bernardino, uh, the county all come in to make sure that we prevented another ghost fire. It was tremendous leadership on all levels. Thank you for that. With the staffing, I think uh, about nine weeks ago, maybe 10 weeks ago, we were sitting around the table and we were looking at the impacts in the organization again for probably the 12th year in a row. That is the summer and now we're forced hiring like crazy. And I challenged the team to come up with a plan to fix it. We've talked about it. We've tried individual things for the last three years that I've been the fire chief, almost four years, but they failed. And I think the problem was is that we would stick to a primary plan and carry it through. And then when things got better, we would drop that primary plan. I challenged them to use a pace plan to make sure we had a primary plan, but if that wasn't working, build trigger points. And if those trigger points weren't met, to go to an alternate plan, to have a contingent plan, an emergency plan prepared. Under uh, Chief Poland's leadership, I'll give it to Josh, he did a tremendous job working with the team to build a plan for the future. Now, I understand that this plan's not gonna make everybody happy. Matter of fact, it's gonna make some people upset. But the end result is we are going to staff this department. We have a solid plan on how we're going to hire, how we're gonna promote in internal, and I'm very happy with the team's work. Now. There are some uh, some pain points in this plan, and it's hard to make the decision to bring those pain points on. However, I own that. 
I have to make sure that we're staffing this plan so our members have the opportunity to go home to their families, that they have the opportunity to use their vacation or holiday days. We can't continue to do business as usual. So I'm going to turn this conversation over to these three chiefs that have done a tremendous job putting this together. They're going to be able to explain this a little bit better. As always, if there's questions, make sure that you're texting that information to 909-454-6338, 909-454-6338, or emailing us at media at sbcfire.org. I'm proud of all of you. I'm proud of what you do every single day. Thank you for supporting your leadership. Thank you, Chief. And uh, yeah, I just want to reiterate what Chief Muncie said. I want to thank everybody for your response this week to the storm, uh, you know, unprecedented storm that's, that hit Southern California. Uh, luckily, we were well prepared and it wasn't as bad as they were maybe predicting. So uh, probably about as the, the rainfall was about what they were predicting, no more. Uh, the winds were probably less than they predicted. So uh, the ultimate prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And that's where we are. So I want to thank everybody for your work. I know, once again, we're always kind of teetering on, on staffing issues. And it, incidents like these always kind of push us over that uh, tipping point. So I know a lot of you have been working uh, more hours than you wanted to, getting force hired. Uh, but uh, again, thank you. The community thanks you and uh, the residents. So with that, um, one more thing, I just want to also congratulate Tracy on her retirement. Uh, again, she's been here almost, well, she has been at County Fire almost as long as I've been at County Fire, and she's been with the county longer than, than I have. So uh, she's uh, an institution here, and we're going to miss her and all the knowledge and experience that she brings. Uh, with that, we'll get right into the topic at hand. We're going to go over the, uh, the staffing plan. And again, just to remind folks, uh, we have a new number to text and a new email. So that number is 909-454-6338, 909-454-6338, and the email is media at sbcfire.org. And with that, we'll get into the staffing plan. I'm sure most of you have had a chance to look at it, if not everybody has had a chance to look at it, dissect it, see what, uh, you know, how it affects you and your family and your schedule moving forward. Uh, but really, I want to start with just a little introduction. As Chief Muncie said, we've started with the question of how do we get back to the 100-hour rule. That was the most important piece of this whole thing. We recognize that being at a fire station for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days is just way too long. We need to get back to 100 hours. Um, so that was the priority moving forward. Uh, the other thing we looked at was it's two. It's a two-pronged approach to this. Number one. We recognize that really the, the ultimate goal is to fill the vacancies. If all the vacancies are full, then people aren't getting force hired. Uh, but then on the, on the other side, our policy uh, needed to be changed. You know, our obstructive 2126 has been around for a long time. It's gone through several different schedule changes. It's uh, pretty much worked for whatever schedule that we're on. Uh, but as, uh, as the years have gone by, it's kind of uh, not working as well as it could have. We've tried to put band-aid fixes on it. We've tried to plug in some holes. Uh, ultimately, we decided we needed to just start from scratch and come up with a new staffing plan. So that's where we are. And uh, with that, we'll start going into uh, the details. Uh, Chief Poland put together a PowerPoint that goes through the, all the changes. And uh, we're going to go through that real fast. I'm sure, like I said, everybody's been through it. You've read it. You've looked at it. And uh, we're just going to breeze through them and then hopefully open up for some questions. And again, uh, 
if Ben could put that number back on the screen, we'll just remind you, just in case, because like I said, we're just going to go through this really quickly and then open it up for questions. 909-454-6338, uh, and the email is media at sbcfire.org, and we'll answer all your questions as they come in. Um, with that, Chief Bowen, why don't you come on and join me, and we'll kind of go through the PowerPoint uh, slides. Yeah, thank you, Chief. Uh, the other thing I want to just uh, uh, mention, Chief Muncie mentioned it, I just want to add this to you. It's an important part of the piece is as we move through the staffing plan, we're going to reevaluate. We're going to evaluate monthly, and then every six months, we're going to get together as a team and evaluate and adjust as necessary. In the plan, you see this, the uh, trigger points and the alternative plans if we, if we uh, don't meet those benchmarks. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and start going through the plan. Yeah, so I'm going to get uh, started on the um, staffing plan. Obviously, we've talked to a lot of you guys. Thank you for when we come to the stations. Everybody has uh, been more than accommodating, super respectful, and had some uh, good concerns, great concerns over it, and we understand that. Um, we know that 2126 is basically alternative to staffing this organization. If the organization's staffed, then 2126 isn't as impactful. Um, so that's why we led off with the staffing of the organization. Um, you guys have all seen, currently we have 83 uh, vacancies. Well, when this was written, we had 83 vacancies. I believe we're about up to 85 or 86 right now. Um, and those are uh, the vacancies that we force for on a daily basis. That includes everything. Um, you'll see that the vacancy rate on the right there of the uh, PowerPoint, that's how we determined our vacancy thresholds for the department. We determined that anything over 40% vacancy rate daily would create more than three force hires per rank. So that's where we wanted to start from. So moving on to there, uh, we went and we started evaluating how we were gonna staff the department. We moved into looking at the tower, how the length of the tower and what we could do. We came across uh, what you guys will see is the development program. When we hire guys, we can Im immediately bring them into the organization just as the sheriff's <coughs> department does because they're firefighter trainee classification. So um, we developed, well, we are currently developing what will be an eight-week development program. That eight-week development program, we're aiming to bring guys in and kind of bring back what we had with PCS and LTs to an extent. We're looking at uh, bringing them back um, or bringing them in early teaching them about, or showing them some mentorship, teaching them about the organization, getting them really developed into our, our organization and our culture. Um, that plan right now is being worked on by uh, the Hiring Testing Development Committee that is being led by Chief Yeager. I spoke with Andrew Bonas, Captain Bonas today, and Engineer uh, Ozakowski, and uh, they're moving forward and coming together with a great plan. Um, so we'll have more information on that as soon as we uh, complete that plan. Um, it should be here in a couple weeks. Um, and then the 10-week tower, we obviously reduced the tower from 18 to 10 weeks and we're able to keep all the ALA requirements. Moving on to the engineers, um, you'll see we, we're doing an engineer test this fall, which is open right now. Please apply. Um, we had level two last week. We had 23 successful candidates in level two. And then we had three that were already level two certified. So we have a total of 26 that can take the test. And then we'll be doing the spring test. Now the lateral test on there, um, it's, it was put on there as information to you guys. We didn't want to leave anything else out like Chief Muncie said. 
Um, we don't anticipate we'll need to get to that, but if we do, it's on there and, and you guys are aware of it. If we do get to that, we will give our guys priority before we were to move to a lateral. So, but the way it's looking right now, we have a lot of good candidates and it looks like we're gonna be able to reach the, the desired number to fill the engineer rank uh, by the end of the staffing plan. Moving on to the captain's test, um, we'll stay with the captain's test as we've always done. We'll do a spring 2024 test. And then if uh, we're not able to capture enough candidates out of there, we'll move to a fall 2024 test. Uh, and the same will follow for the battalion chiefs. Um, I'll be open to answer any questions. The timelines are on there. We're currently following all the timelines. We're meeting all our benchmarks. Um, we have over 100 in backgrounds right now for the tower that will be in January. And then we uh, just closed, I believe, the um, tower for March. Yeah, which will be tower 17 and 18. It's tower 17 and 18, correct. So um, with that, I guess uh, we can bring Chief Villarino in and discuss 2126. Yeah. Hello, uh, thanks for having me guys. Uh, Josh stepped out, just uh, perfect timing. Uh, yeah, perfect. Um, yes, I'll go over the 2126 uh, changes. Uh, first of all, you know, I was, uh, I've been a part of 2126 for a lot of years on the labor side now on the management. Uh, this was a tough one. Uh, this was hard to, to conquer and try to figure out how can we make some rules uh, that are going to uh, uh, make good positive change throughout the organization. Um, and so when we started doing it, you know, we sit down at the table and we have sometimes we have, uh, I'll, I'll sit on one side of the table and on the other side there'll be someone that's very happy and thankful that we made these changes because they're able to go home after 100 hours. And then also we have someone that's upset that we've taken away or restricted some things that they may have. So that's a tough one for us all to be in. Our overall goal was truly to try to get uh, the vacancies distributed evenly throughout the ranks. So I'll just go over a few of the changes. Um, like Josh said, we have 83 vacancies. So covering that, um, annual leave. Um, the annual leave changes basically are from de December 1st throughout the year, you're gonna get a block of days. Um, and it'll be six days and you can add two time, your two time trades onto that, it'll be a total of eight days. And so you'll, by seniority with your 935 roster, you'll be able to pick your, your block of days throughout the entire year. Um, if there's extra days, or there'll be leave caps as well, 15% uh, per rank. Um, and the, um, um, if, if we're going out throughout the year and there's open spots and you can plug in for them, we'll, be, we'll allow that as well. Um, the 100 hour and the, one, and the 144 hour rule. So the overall goal, like Josh and Chief Tuttle said, uh, uh, Chief Poland, sorry. Uh, like they said, is we were truly trying to keep everyone at 100 hours. That's, you know, when we, again, when we're sitting at the tables, we're trying to listen to everybody. We want to hear what you guys have. And, and a big thing was, hey, we want to go home. We want to go home at 100 hours. Four days is, is, is enough. So that was our overall goal. And that's what we, we really are going to stick to. So 100 hours, uh, we will not force beyond that. Um, there's the one caveat that says that if we have a significant emergency within our county um, and the, the fire chief or his designee chooses that we have to do a holdover, we will. Um, and that that'll be the only time and then the 144 hour rule is um, if you choose to work six days you may we're just not going to allow you to work any time trades during that time we ask that if you do want to work six days that you grab a vacancy and we're trying to get and so we can try to get uh, prevent any further force hires time trades uh, most of you know that's been a big topic uh, the time trades are restricted down to two again they can't they, you cannot use your two time trades in the uh, if, you're, if you're gonna work 144 hours, um, but if you um, uh, 
with your time trades, you can add them to your annual leave or to give you a total of eight days, or you can just do your, do your two time trades. There's been some confusion on how many days you can actually do the working uh, rather than the off. It's two days working and two days off that you can do. Uh, if there's a special circumstance while we're going through our transition phase, uh, just reach out to your BC and we'll try to work through that. Uh, and the, one of the last uh, two things, uh, MS and FMS. We're now into one bucket. The MS and FMS, you're going to see it'll still be uh, coded that way, but it's going to go off one rotating pick list with a time date stamp of the oldest timestamp. Okay? Um, and it just is the same way as your uh, holiday annual leave or your holiday um, force hires work, the holiday force hire list works. Same exact way, it's just going to be rotating faster. So we're going to try to keep an eye on that to make sure that it doesn't uh, uh, see how it's working. It should be rotating fast, but we're looking for guys to grab a day and to kind of prevent them maybe from getting forced at the end of their set or, or coming up on the weekend. And the last one is the found-owned coverage. Uh, one of the uh, big questions were how many found-owned coverage. Well, that's if I'm getting rid of my overtime and I have someone to work for me, it's now that person's overtime. It's going to stick with them um, and, and uh, they must work it. Okay? Uh, you can't continue to go down the line and do multiple uh, found-owned coverage. So the first person that you find to take your overtime, it will be their overtime. Um, and lastly, just uh, we ask that you reach out. Listen, we understand there's going to probably be some bumps in the road and some hiccups. We did a lot of changing on the rules. Uh, Chief Barna and, uh, and Cody did a, a ton of uh, programming work for us. Um, and just like anything, we, we expect a few mistakes. Um, not mistakes on their part, but maybe with the system. Um, so if there are some, you guys reach out. Everyone's watching Telestaff. We ask just to help us out a little bit. If you see something that's not, uh, not normal, uh, or something weird happened to your staffing and your days, uh, give us a call. Uh, you can either email uh, Chief Poland or give me a call. I'm available 24-7, you guys. Um, trying to get this, this thing off the ground. Uh, my phone is open to everyone. Give me a call and, and we're going to try to work through it. So uh, with that, uh, that's about it. Yeah, just to, a couple more things. Um, so it's already working into September. We're already a couple weeks into September. Telestaff is filling. It seems to be working exactly as designed. So that's good news. Um, a couple of questions that we frequently get are regarding the uh, MS time trades. So if you have an overtime, MS or an FMS, you can trade those. Uh, and you're not limited to just two of those. So if you need to trade an, uh, an overtime, you're free to do that as, as much as you need to. It's just the regular TTO and TTW that are restricted to two a month. Uh, the other one is a found-owned coverage. I think. Uh, Chief Villarino covered it pretty well, but just to clear it up, so you can do multiple found on coverages for multiple days. So in other words, if I get force hired and I have uh, MS, you know, back to back, and I want to find my own coverage for both of them, I can. I just can't, if somebody takes one of them, they can't then turn it in or find their own coverage for that day. So it's per position per day, not per person, if that makes sense. So. Uh, with that, do you have any questions? Um, again, the number is on the screen there, 909-454-6338, or you can email media at sbcfire.org. And do uh, we have any questions? No questions. Nothing coming in. Okay. All right, we'll give it a few minutes. I think Chief Muncie wants to uh, you know, kind of wrap this up. If you guys have any questions, uh, send them in. Uh, Ben's watching the, the email and the text, so if we get any be happy to answer them. All right, thank you. Again, I want to thank uh, Chief Poland, uh, Chief Villarino, Chief Yeager, and the team.
for stepping up and coming to the plan. As I mentioned, not all these decisions are easy, but they're doing it for the right reason. We want to see you go home. We don't want to see you get forced um, endlessly. Uh, I know that the 100-hour rule has been around a long time. I think a lot of us personally believe that's even a long time. Uh, we do want to hear your ideas. If there's any way that um, we can adjust this, make it easier. I think we've considered a lot of those things, but send those in to us. We'll make sure you get a response. If you do have any questions, please let us know. Uh, moving to insight, a little bit on the topics, is we want to bring you more impactful things. We want to communicate to you better. So if there's anything that we can do, to uh, anything you want to talk about, please let us know so we can prepare it. We'll deliver that to you. If, uh, if there's a way that we can communicate more effectively with you, we'd like to know as well, especially as we're revamping our PAO program. So, Ben, is there any questions or I think we're... Yeah, I got one. Got one. Will force hire still be in division first or will, or will they be department-wide? Yeah, so MS and FMS will both go in division first and then go department-wide. That will not change. Uh, also, while we're talking about that, reminds me. So the team is still developing the ops directive. They're still going through and editing 2126. They're almost finished with that. As soon as they have the finished copy, it'll get posted on FireNet. I want to touch one, uh, one more thing real quick on the time trade approval. So the, but your battalion chiefs will be approving your time trades. Uh, we're, we're pushing that out to them tonight um, with a little education piece. But uh, I just say follow it up with your BC, maybe a phone call and an email uh, so they're aware of it. Uh, but they'll be going through and doing days two through uh, 14. After the force hires on day 14, they'll approve your time trades. If you don't see it, reach out to them. Um, again, it's a little bit of learning curve for the BCs too. We haven't messed with staffing too much. So uh, that's just rolling out to them tonight. And, uh, um, and it should, they should start approving regularly for their battalions uh, starting tomorrow. They'll approve for whatever battalion they're working in. Yeah, I have one more question on rapid recalls. If it puts us more than six days to answer the recall, will this be allowed? We talked about this. I can't remember where I we landed uh, on that. If we, if, so if it's going to put them on more than six. If it puts six, us on. So yeah. I think what we've agreed, as a, if we're doing a rapid recall, it's something that we need to staff immediately. We've agreed um, on all parties that um, we would go and allow you to work. Yeah, that's the one exception to the over six days. Uh, that's the last question I have. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right, thank you all for joining us and thank you leadership team. We appreciate what you've done to help us solve what I would say the biggest problem in County Fire for over a decade. You guys have a great week. This has been County Fire Insight for Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023.